house. I'm very excited about my guest today. I was lucky enough to be one of the guests in attendance at their beautiful wedding in London this past May. Uh, I met the groom while traveling at Yacht Week Croatia specifically in 2019. And though that was the only time we hung out in person, Alex has this incredible talent at keeping in touch and just bringing people together, something we'll definitely get into a bit later. And though I had never met the bride in person before the wedding, I'd been a fan and friend from afar for a while. Dom is a fashionista and is always posting her gorgeous outfits and then started a platform to sell pre-loved luxury items. So besides being very excited to celebrate this couple, I was also looking forward to experiencing my first non-American wedding, given that they're both British. So Dom and Alex, welcome to On Brand Brides. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you. Happy to be here, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you guys here and reminisce a little bit. It's been, what, like four months now? So, yeah, it feels, funnily enough, it feels like longer. It, yeah. The wedding feels like a lifetime ago. I don't know if you had that experience. Yes. yes. It feels like a whole lifetime ago. Yeah, well, because it goes by so quickly and you're like, wait, did it really already happen? I barely remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I think so many people had said to me before, taken every minute, taken every minute. And of course, mm-hmm. it's the classic piece of advice, but it does go by in a yeah. nanosecond. We had quite a short wedding, I think, compared. I'm not sure how it is in the US, but uh, weddings in the UK can last a whole day. Um, mm-hmm. But ours was an, an evening wedding. So it was very yeah. short in comparison. So it really yeah. flew by. I agree. And I think it was a, we did a lot in terms of a mix. Dom says we are a, a nylon couple. So New York and London. Because actually, oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. You just live. You just live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I moved out here for work, and we met six months after I moved out here, and you know, it's been what over five years now, um, out here in the UK. So yeah, I mean, it was just mixing cultures and things like that when it came yeah. to the wedding. Yeah, he's officially adopt- adopted into English culture. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard that term nylon before, but that is so funny. <laughs> I actually just introduced it to Alex as well. He'd never heard of it until yeah. we were prepping for this podcast. And um, he's like, I've never heard that before, but it's a good term. Nice, nice. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> so I'm especially excited to reminisce with you both because I hope you didn't notice but I actually left kind of early from the wedding and that was because I was in my first trimester of pregnancy and had the absolute worst morning sickness that whole day (laughs) and um, I almost didn't make it to the wedding Uh, (laughs) and like my husband was like do you want to just stay home because I was like so sick in the hotel and I was like there's absolutely no way we came here and I'm not gonna make it to the wedding um and oh, I did have so much fun what a trooper uh, I mean and congratulations yeah, I mean you must be excited yes yes we hadn't told anyone yet at that point when we were there so it was kind of like your servers were very generous with the the pours and the wine <laughs> and I kept telling them oh no it's okay I don't need any and they kept topping me off anyways 
But anyways, enough about me. I want to talk about you guys. Um, so let's just like get right into it. So I talked a little, little, little bit about what you guys are and like a little bit of your brand, but I want you to kind of describe your own brand. So how would each of you describe your brands as individuals and then also as a couple? Well, I think as we talked about it before this idea that Alex is from in New York and I'm from London. And so we've got this kind of travel thing going on um, and trying to combine those two cultures. We actually, Alex proposed to me in New York. So it seemed like a no brainer to do the wedding in London to, mm-hmm. to level it out. Also, I think my parents would not have allowed the wedding to be anywhere other than the UK. Her they, father was heavily involved. He was yes. very, great thing, great thing, great thing. Yeah, very hands on. Um, and we both love fashion and luxury. So we wanted something, I think, and why we went, maybe I mentioned earlier, it was more of an evening wedding. We kind of wanted that more glamorous evening affair mm-hmm. than the classic English wedding, which is often in a country manor or in a castle, which is kind of more like a garden party. We wanted something mm. a little bit more glamorous, um, which I hope that we achieved. Um, and you then did. the other thing, you did <laughs> good to know. The other thing I would probably say is I'm a I'm not an old old bride, but I'm a slightly older bride. I got married at 35, mm-hmm. and I went to a lot of weddings in my 20s um, and in my early 30s, where I felt there was a lot of pressure put on the guests. You know, yeah. whether it be when I was single in my 20s, been made to go to weddings solo and you don't know anybody but the bride and groom. I wanted to make sure the guests all had plus ones or people Mm -hmm. that they knew with them. I didn't want to do a destination wedding just because Mm -hmm. of the expense. I think, you know, we've come out of COVID and a big cost of living crisis and I was very conscious about keeping costs down for guests. And so I think for us, it was very much like putting the guest at the center of our wedding. And I think that was really, really important and try to make it as easy as possible. I mean, obviously we did have to have a lot of guests flying because Alex been from uh, Barbados in New York. Yeah. Yes. He, we did have to have people flying, but we wanted to try and make it, you know, that's why we had in London. So it would be easy that people could get taxis, hotels, you know, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, so we really wanted to put the guest first and foremost. Yeah. But I would say in addition to, what we thought about when planning the wedding in terms of our brand, I think we're dog parents and that's something very big. I think that Dom didn't mention, but it's definitely (laughs) pretty much a core uh, value to us. Now, if you follow us on, on IG, it's just primarily just Instagram stories of our dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of dog content. So I think um, one thing that we also thought about when planning the wedding was, how could we incorporate the dogs? And then that bleeds into a whole other thing um, that I guess we could talk about later as a surprise for the guests. Um, <laughs> well, let's not, let's talk about it right now. So you talked about having, you know, your dogs, but your dogs were not part of the ceremony, but you did have another surprise. You want to tell the guests what that yeah, was? You wanted the dogs to be part of the ceremony. Right. Would have. Alex and I wanted the dogs to be ring bearers, but mm-hmm. um, my father who is um he's really a showman my dad yeah you know wouldn't <laughs> probably know it looking at him or the way he speaks but he loves to put on a show um 
and he was like we can't do dogs it's so unoriginal like you cannot have your dogs like we've got to do something better we've got to do something better and he managed to get us two little penguins ah yes <laughs> waddled down the aisle and they had our wedding bands tied around yeah. their neck yeah and they were probably the worst behaved penguins in the world they I mean, were they did- pretty bad <laughs> they did not walk down at all <laughs> they didn't walk they froze up yeah. Um, but everyone, I think it was a highlight of the wedding was just looking at all the guest spaces because people were just shocked and credit to, you know, my best man. I mean, I think he did a very good job selling it as well, he did. pretending he couldn't find the ring and then had to go look for it. And, uh, you know, his wife pretending to be shocked. It was, I think they played the role, uh, their roles quite well. They yeah, totally we- did. I was totally caught off guard. I was like, did he really forget the rings? And he like <laughs> ran out and we were all like, what's going on? <laughs> it was like two minutes. Yeah. There was suspense being it, built. <laughs> it was wild. And I think um, I think it was just partially because it was two penguins. It was supposed to be one. He found out right before you guys did that it was going to be two penguins. Oh. <laughs> um, so he was kind of, I think they were trying to figure out what was happening in the back and uh then they eventually came out but it was quite funny I think the suspense was worth it for the guests yeah and the lovely penguin handler who in the end had to carry the penguins down mm-hmm. the aisle we did actually Alex didn't but my father and I went up so the penguins are from the Cotswolds which is a really beautiful part of England mm-hmm. very kind of affluent countryside so we 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 call them posh penguins <laughs> um and she had told us that the posh penguins have never only once not gone down the aisle yeah and I told this to someone else at the wedding I was like but the handler said that they'd only ever once not done the job and they said are you sure that they've only ever once done the job and actually <laughs> meant they've only ever once managed to walk up the aisle um, which is probably more accurate because they they were not the best behaved but Alex you did pick one up which was quite fun. I did. I did. And, and you got I, to have a cuddle. I do have a picture holding the penguin. Uh, but I was very scared because obviously it's the first time I wore my wedding suit. And yes. penguins poo like every 20 minutes, like projectile poo. So oh like <laughs> the handler told me I had to hold it a certain angle away in case it pooed because it would have pooed all over me. Oh um, my God. So while it looks like I'm smiling holding this penguin, I was terrified. And Dom was like, just pick it up. And I'm hearing the woman saying, hold it this way, hold it this way. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this would be awful. I Um, should interject here and say, you know, I was getting ready. So I wasn't there for the kind mm -hmm. of preliminary penguin conversation. So I wasn't there when they said, whatever you do, do not pick it up. So (laughs) I told Alex, I'm like, pick up the penguin, pick up the penguin. I... I didn't know what I was quite yeah. getting ready for. And, and the whole other thing behind getting the penguins was getting them approved by the Honorable Society of Lincoln's Inn because yeah. they are a, to put into context, they're pretty much the oldest building in the UK. So it's oh, over wow. 400 years old. Um, and it's where all the barristers are, in American terms, like lawyers get called to the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh so they're very strict with like their policies and things like that. Yeah. So it had to go to like an approval committee. And then we had to say that like, the handler's going to be there. And we had to make sure they couldn't be liable for anything like PETA. Right. So like the penguins yeah. are like safe and they're yeah. not abused. 
So there's all these other like aspects we had to do after we tried to get our dogs approved. And we only asked for one dog to be approved. We brought two dogs. Then we asked <laughs> one penguin approved. We brought two penguins. So it was a whole thing um, related to animals. So they were a good sport. The venue was a very good sport, I have yeah. to say. They, we were really lucky. I've heard so many horror stories with venues where you can't do this and you can't do that and they you know they really put the kibosh on on all the fun whereas our venue they embraced it so we were very lucky yeah yeah another venue we had in the running um that we really wanted to do was the national gallery which uh is like the equivalent oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. um but they had so many restrictions. There was no red wine, definitely no dogs. It was, it was like a no short, dancing. no dancing, a certain Whoa. window of time you could do it. It was very, very strict because of all the paintings, right? There were millions mm. of dollars. And once we started to hear all those restrictions, we were like, this is, I mean, it would be cool, but this is not for us. Like yeah. we, we want to have a lot more say and flexibility in our in our own ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you were planning everything, um, I can, I imagine that you had all of this, you know, like extra complication because you were getting married the weekend of the coronation. Did you know that the coronation was going to be that weekend when you chose the date or how did that happen? So we picked, I actually, funnily enough, I was, I was saying to Alex earlier today, I actually wanted to get married the first weekend of September, which is just gone mm-hmm. and I was saying oh Alex we would have just got married and it was my mother who said no you should get married sooner so we ended mm-hmm. up picking the weekend in May um and it was the there was various bank holidays so there was a reason we picked this particular weekend and then I think we'd confirmed the venue we'd shared we shared the date we hadn't sent the invites but we shared right. the dates and some people had already booked their flights mm-hmm. and just at that moment they'd announced the coronation so uh, there was some talk, do we cancel it? The venue was quite keen for us to cancel and do something mm-hmm. else. Um, because from a supplier point of view, everybody was really worried about the traffic, the road yes. closures. Yes. Um, so that it was it was a little bit stressful. And the hotel that I was staying in was, and I'd already booked a bridal suite before the announcement of the coronation. Right. And that particular hotel was within the road closures. So I couldn't get a car to my own wedding so there was like what am I going to do am I going to get the tube am I going to get the bus am I going to walk there (laughs) and everybody was very stressed for me I was actually quite chilled about it but for you because you know I knew one way or another I was going to get to the wedding right Um, but fortunately the venue was very helpful and they just said get your hair and makeup done and get dressed at the venue so don't Mm -hmm. do it at your hotel so I ended up going to the venue very very early Mm -hmm. which really helped but the ironic thing is all the stress and all the mayhem and all the worry, and there wasn't a single car on the road. There wasn't any traffic on the day. It was yeah. so quiet. It was bizarre because half of London was closed. Yeah. yeah. But it was you could so easy to get there. I yeah. Mean, yeah. We didn't have any traffic getting there. So it was quite easy as well they, for us. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, yeah. and we'd sent out, as you as you probably know, we'd sent out emails, been like, please mm-hmm. give yourself plenty of time to get there. Yeah. You know, the traffic's going to be a nightmare. The tube's going to be horrendous. Yes. And as a result, our guests got there like an hour and a half before yeah. the wedding started. <laughs> Everyone was so early. I mean, when I got there to do groomsmen photos, um, I just saw all these friends from New York. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It's 2.30. Like, it doesn't start for the two hours. 
And they were like, oh, well, we knew there were, we thought there would be traffic. So we went yeah. to get here on time. And I'm just like, wow, I'm, I just didn't expect it. And then Dom's dad was like, you guys told everyone to get here so early. And we're like, no, we didn't know like the traffic wasn't going to yeah. be a thing. Yeah. Um, but it was quite funny. Well, I think it's funny because, you know, you talk about how you were really trying to plan accordingly for your guests and really think about them first. And I think your guests were also trying to think about you, right? Like, we, you know, they they warned us, we can't be there late, let's do what we can. So I think you kind of built this community of just like people looking out for each other. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was it was great. And it was funny, because the people who came the earliest were probably the people you would least expect to ever be on time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was telling Dom, the girls that she hadn't met them before, but these are some of my um, girls I went to high school with in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. They are notoriously late. I mean, they are always <laughs> out an hour, two hours late to any event. And when I saw them, I just could not believe it because I, I was just like, you're never early. And yeah. this time they were two hours early, you know, but they were like, we were not missing it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty surprising and it was just great to see that people took it really seriously that they wanted to be there and, you know, they were excited. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about um, how your dad was really involved in the planning and I know he had a big hand in having like the penguins be a part of the process. Um, well, the dogs Sorry. wanted to be part of the podcast too. I figured. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Um, so my question was going to be uh, like, what else did uh, Dom's dad like was, or what else did he drive? What else was he heavily involved in? He, I mean, pretty much the whole look and aesthetic mm-hmm. of the wedding. Um, he was very strict on the fact that he didn't want any flowers, mm-hmm. which for a wedding is kind of surprising. So the only flowers we had was my bouquet. And then rather than flowers, we had, or um, we had trees and mm-hmm. they were like, what 12 foot 16, 16 foot, foot 16 trees. foot trees yeah we had foliage and shrubbery mm-hmm. for the centerpieces rather than um flowers and I actually really like that I I I didn't want to do the blushes and the pinks that you see right. so characteristically particularly in English country weddings you get mm-hmm. that it's kind of the definitive look yeah. um so I was really glad to have uh, something a bit different a bit fresher and I think also the the room was so spectacular I just yes. think like a bouquet, like a little centerpiece of roses just wasn't going to cut it. You needed something bigger. And yeah. he was so right about that. Yeah. Um, but I am I would be honest and say he, he was very opinionated. So there were a lot of things that perhaps we maybe wanted, but he wasn't prepared to give us. So yeah. um, that's why my bouquet, I don't remember, but I had a massive bouquet. So I was yeah. like, if he's not going to let me have a single flower, then I'm going to go big on the one thing that I'm allowed. Yes, yes. What else did you have to kind of compromise on? Um, what else did we have to compromise? The our um, we didn't have to compromise on it, but it was a fight. Was our face cushions. wedding f- uh, favors? Oh yes, was supposed to be. We had these face cushions, which were mm-hmm. people's faces turned into pillows, and they were supposed to be the wedding favor, but they were going to double up also as like the place card on the tables. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no way my dad was going to let that happen. So we had to get traditional place cards and then like hide the face cushions on the seats Mm. so that he, um, you didn't really have to see them. They didn't ruin his tables too much. No, but then then he loved them and everyone loved them. 
Everyone loved, everyone loved those cushions. We still have both of ours on our bed. So (laughs) that's the thing. We're always surprised. People send us pictures of them on their sofa, on their bed. Their kids use them. Their dogs use them. And it was, it took hours and hours to get those uh, photos. I mean, we had to scrounge Facebook for the older folks, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn for some people. And then we got them shipped. I think they arrived probably about 48 hours before. Like some of them came in like right before the wedding. So it was cutting it real oh close because um, they were coming from China. I mean, how did you get this idea? So I would got Alex a dog version for mm. Father's Day yeah. of our dog Simba. And I think we just, from that, the idea came about. And then once we'd had the idea, it was the one thing, I mean, I was, I would say I was pretty flexible with my dad. He was quite a strong presence and I was pretty flexible. If he wanted something, we went with his choice rather than mine. But the face pillows was the one thing neither of us would let go of. Yeah, yeah. We were really quite, like adamant that this was going to happen and it was a fight he was adamant about the penguins we were adamant about the face cushions everybody won in the end so (laughs) it all worked out I think the face cushions are so so funny and like I remember guests were trading with each other and everyone was just like let me see which picture yours is and I don't remember which of your guests but like someone started an Instagram of a friends and was like traveling around with it still doing it It's, it's one of my high school friends so he lives in in Oslo he lives in Norway but we were friends from back in in Brooklyn. And uh, my friends who are still in New York have an Instagram because he left his. Mm-hmm. And so they, he left it at the Airbnb that they had. So they've been, whenever one of them travels, they take it with them on a trip <laughs> and take pictures of his face on vacation with them in some random country. Um, and it's, they just bring him around. It's just I love that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still going. It's still going. Well, I love that. What were um, some of your other kind of like favorite details about the wedding? Favorite details? I think for me, the speeches were really wonderful. I loved the speeches. Mm-hmm. And especially in hindsight, watching them back. Um, I've, I'm almost obsessive about how much I watch them back. I think. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, they were all really, really strong. And I think sometimes speeches can be a bit can be boring or they can drone on mm-hmm. or we have been to some weddings where this, they've been a little bit hysterical um which and thankfully we didn't have any of that they were just really meaningful really sweet very touching um so I think for me yeah the speech is definitely although there was a little stressful moment because I traditionally for um in a UK wedding the bride doesn't speak it's mm-hmm. the groom, the father of the bride, and the best man. And you mentioned and I that. Felt, yes. And I felt very strongly that I should speak and that yeah. I wanted to say something. And now I was actually supposed to speak first because the whole point of my speech was, you know, I'm not going to have men speak on my behalf and that's not how the wedding's going to start. And yeah. on top of that, I'm going to speak first. Yeah. But I actually, my phone locked me out <gasps> of... My, and so I couldn't I couldn't speak and it knocked me out for like 15 20 minutes I don't know what had happened and so in the end my dad had to step up and and then Gar had to step up and then I had to do my speech third which I wasn't thinking <laughs> about but yeah we think it's because she was squeezing the sides like um you know volume and the power yeah. side it was doing like the SOS lock thing and then oh. it was the, it was the moment from where 
it locks for five minutes, then it locks for 10 minutes, then it locks for 15 minutes. Yep. So when she tried to do it after her dad's speech, it locked again. So then we had to wait to do it after uh, the best man speech. So that was happening in the background. Um, but it all worked. It's one of those yeah. things. And I would say to any, if there's like brides, potential brides listening, like, there are always going to be these little hiccups, but in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of it, it really doesn't make any difference. Like totally. most of the time you don't, you know, in that exact moment, I was so stressed that I couldn't get into my phone and actually it made no difference. You just, you pivot, you come up with something else and, yeah. and nobody noticed. Yeah. No. And I would say my, my favorite moment of the wedding was when I put Dom down from the final lift in in our dance routine because at that moment it just felt like everything that was performative you know the speeches and mm-hmm. then doing everything the ceremony um making the toast doing the rounds to all the tables yeah. all of that was over and we could just chill yeah you know yeah. It was like, I was watching how much I was drinking and stuff before. And then since I put her down, like my shoulders relaxed and I was like, now we can just party. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was my favorite moment, I think. Um, oh yeah. I feel like every person who's gotten married and had a wedding can totally relate to that feeling where you're just like, so happy. You've been having so much fun. You're so glad you did it all, but like so relieved all of that is over now. Like, yeah, now I could just spend time Tension. with my friends. Tension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another, another great part was when we did our outfit change. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the guests are finishing up dinner, but then we got some time alone to just uh, go downstairs, freshen up, change. Yeah. And it was just kind of nice to just be with each other, like, mm-hmm. and no guests around for a bit. Yeah. We did practice the dance one more time as well, nice. um, just to make sure we were all right. But uh, I think that was, a, that was a nice, sweet moment that we just had by ourselves. Yeah. Like a quiet um, moment, check in with each other, like, how are yeah. you doing? Are you having fun? <laughs> like, yeah. did you see blah, blah, blah? We literally pumped ourselves up and said, this is it. We just get through this and it's done. It's over. <laughs> you know, we're like having a pep talk. So you mentioned the outfit change. Dom, I want to talk a little bit about all your different dresses because I know at two of your two of your looks were actually pre-loved is that right that's right yeah so I had sort of I'd say three and a half outfit changes Mm -hmm. so I had my main wedding dress that I had in the ceremony that when I walked down the aisle it had a massive skirt with loads there was a cage underneath and a lot of underlay and And was that ostrich feathers were those it was all yeah it was all yeah feathers I was blown away I the the number of us sorry to cut you off but like the number of us like just watching you walk down the aisle that were like that dress is incredible like oh my god like of course she can pull it off. Like it was, it was <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was hundreds of hours yeah. of work because every feather was individually sewn on, which is why mm-hmm. often sometimes with these kind of feather fabrics, you see like you leave a trail of feathers behind right. you. I was like, I cannot have a single feather fall off. Mm-mm. And they were all hand sewn on. So it was a lot of work. Um, and I had an incredible, it was done by a costume designer who he was incredible. And then once we'd had the ceremony and we walked into the supper um I took all the the cage and all the the um uh tool and everything off so the skirt kind of slimmed down and it became Mm -hmm. really slim with a long train which I actually really liked as well probably I preferred it more than the big dress but Mm -hmm. you know you got to go big for the ceremony of course and then 
For my second outfit, which is what we did the first dance in, that was mm-hmm. a Bauman sequined, fully sequined iridescent suit. Mm-hmm. And the blazer had been purchased pre-loved. Wow. And I'd actually managed to find the matching trousers on the outnet of all wow. places. And so I had the matching set and then I wore it with a bodysuit that was also bought pre-loved. Um, and then my third... Oh no, that was that was, yeah. that was my sorry. I actually for the the um dress for the dance I wore a dress which was a Roberto Cavalli vintage. Mm-hmm. I think it was early two thousands vintage piece that I'd bought pre loved, and it was really important to me to do something pre loved because it's such a. Mm-hmm. See, I have my business, yes, um, but it's also something that I really believe in. I think yeah. weddings, on the whole, are pretty wasteful. Like, Agreed there's no getting away from it they are extravagant and there's a lot of one-off things that you do that you're never going to do again like your wedding dress I mean when do you I mean you probably are never going to wear your dress again no it's literally folded in the bottom of my wardrobe right now and and so it was really important to me and I actually originally thought that I was going to get a vintage dress I wanted a Mm -hmm. dress made of Victorian lace um but I got a bit carried away with feathers. So it didn't <laughs> But so it was really important that my other outfits were pre-loved. And I, was, and I felt that I really, it was part, when you ask about like your brand, what is your brand? I think that was yeah. definitely something that came through. That is so important to me. And it was, it was, and you had um, the little uh, crystal pin, camellia pin that you wore yeah. on your suit. Yeah. yeah. That was that. pre-loved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a, uh... So Dom, Dom was taking in a bunch of things to Chanel to get uh, just repaired, mm-hmm. and she brought it back. It was just one of the one of the things that she had taken, and I saw it. And you know, my suit was fully custom made and everything as well. And I I was looking for something to make the suit stand out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Are you going to wear like the the buttonhole flower?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to wear flowers. Everyone does it. I don't yeah. really like it." I have uh, allergies and hay fever. I'm just going to be sneezing everywhere. I was <laughs> yeah. like, no. So when she was pull- looking through these, like, a bunch of jewelry, she got repaired. So I, I basically said, I want that. And she said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I want to pin that to my suit. Yeah. And she was like, that looks ridiculous. Like, you're-. And I was like, I think it's going to work perfectly. Like, let me do it. Um, and her dad also was like, you- that's going to look a little ridiculous. But I was very happy I made that executive decision. I think... Um, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed it. They thought it was something fun, something different. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel like in terms of my friends, I'm probably one of the only people who would think to, to try something like that. Yeah. Um, so why not? It's my wedding. You know, go big or go home. Exactly. Well, I loved it. I remember thinking like it was def- definitely different and like you totally pulled it off. So kudos to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, some things were touch and go. I mean, your dress was finished, what, two days before? Yeah, we got married on Saturday. It was finished on the Thursday. And when I say finished, it wasn't like little tweaks. It was like, are we going to have to redesign this dress? And that was Thursday and I was getting married two days later. Yeah. And my watch, I had sent my watch in for a service back in February. And they were like, oh, definitely ready, definitely ready. And Song, I picked up the watch on Friday afternoon. The wedding was on Saturday. Like, oh so it re- it came down to the point where the jeweler had to call 
Rolex in Switzerland and say, we need the watch to come by Friday. And they were like, well, we, we're going to finish this pit and then we could send it on Tuesday and it should be two day shipping. And like, we're literally on the phone directly with the, the factory people like, in Switzerland, like trying yeah. to get this done. Um, and when he texted me in the morning, he said, guess what's just got on my desk. I was, I'm going to take a train. And I just hopped on the train and went and picked it up on Friday, the day before the wedding. So yeah. some things were, we're very close. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's stressful. Like anything that comes down, like right to the wire, just like leading up, no matter how big or small, is just ah, too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So Alex in planning the wedding, I imagine you're probably more familiar with like American traditions. Did you find like there were a lot of surprises in finding out like, this is how weddings are done in the UK and like, these are the differences and how did you guys reconcile those? Yeah. Well, I think there were a couple things. So, uh, you know, having the groomsmen and the bridesmaids up there is something they don't do in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly. We, I learned that from, from Dom and yeah, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. So we kind of scrapped that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other traditions, which aren't necessarily American. They're, they're just regular wedding traditions, but Tossing of the bouquet, Dom wasn't a big fan of that. No, Um, one thing I noticed about getting married was how sexist a lot of traditions are. And I'd never really thought about it too in depth, but when I thought about the idea of throwing the bouquet, this idea that women are so desperate to get married that they're jumping over each other to catch this bouquet. And and I just thought, you know, I mentioned already, like as an older bride, you know, I'm so glad that I got to enjoy my 20s and early 30s and I was never defined by the fact that I needed to get married I wasn't even sure I wanted to get married right and so it just felt completely wrong and completely not me to throw the bouquet um and even things like you know if it wasn't so important to my father I probably wouldn't have done the whole walking down the aisle and been given away because again you think about it it's such an archaic idea Like, no one's giving me away. <laughs> exactly. We are so past that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was, and but I, the bouquet particularly, I was like very early on, I was like, I'm not throwing it. And I think I remember when I listened to your um, podcast about your wedding that you said you didn't want to do it either. Yeah. So it's, it's no. interesting that there's been a real, like, I think, change in what women. Absolutely. Like you said, there are a lot of traditions that are pretty sexist and just, or traditions in general that are like, why do we celebrate that? Or why do we do that? And just really starting to think about why we're doing them before deciding to do them. And like, for some people, it is important. And that's totally fine, too. But it's being intentional with it and being like, this is something I want to do, as opposed to everybody does this. So I should do it, too. Yeah, Yeah. I think we we did away with the garter tradition as well. Yeah. That one is kind of weird to me, but you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's of... that's not a thing in the UK. Like that okay. is definitely an American yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, and I would say the other one, uh, wedding cake. You know, you talked about this in your podcast as well. Yeah. We wanted a red velvet wedding cake from this one particular bakery. Mm-hmm. They don't do wedding cake, so when they couldn't do it, we said, "Well, screw the wedding cake. We don't want a wedding cake." Yeah. Let's do something different. 
Because as you mentioned, no one eats the wedding cake. It's a waste of time. And and it's expensive. And it can be expensive. And okay. it's, what's the point? How are cakes being charged at this exorbitant price? I know. Well, it's like times 10 because it's for a wedding or whatever too, which is ridiculous. You could say we're just having a birthday party, order the same thing, mm-hmm. and it would be a fraction of the price. You say it's yeah. a wedding and all of a sudden it yeah. jumps. So not yeah. having it just seemed like a no-brainer. We particularly liked the cake we wanted, but it was when we said realized we couldn't have it, we we're like, why are we going to pay for something that we don't really like? Yeah, totally. That people are probably not going to eat, and you're kind of doing it for the photo op. I did have one girlfriend yeah. that said, but don't you want the picture of you cutting the cake? And to be honest, no. I think there were go- there's so many yeah. photographs that's taken throughout the day. I think yes. not. We certainly don't miss not having it. No. Yeah. So you know, we scrapped that and instead had a sweets table. Um, Dom yeah. is. A sugar addict, so um, <laughs> she picked all the sweets effectively. Yeah, and then we yeah. had a savory table as and well. And a savory table. Um, we and also then had dipping dessert as part of dinner, didn't we? That was separate yeah. from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a full, you know, it was a three course meal and then a sweets and desserts. Yes. And yeah, so there was plenty. Yeah, no, there was a lot of food, that's for sure. And we didn't eat that much, though. No, I don't know if you found this, but we ate hardly anything. Oh, man, I made a point to eat. There is a photo that I'm trying to find of my husband dancing with his mom and me directly in the back just shoving food into my mouth. <laughs> Not even watching, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah, I will say, like, Big tip, like you definitely have to be intentional with like making time to eat because otherwise it totally gets away from you. And in the moment you're like, oh, I'm not hungry. I'm just going to want to go talk to this person and that person. Yeah. It was funny the next day. So I mentioned that I was staying in a hotel in the bridal suite and then obviously Alex then stayed that the night of the wedding and we'd Mm -hmm. ordered room service the next morning. And I don't think we have ever inhaled food in the way we did that. I mean, it was almost disgusting, like how we were walking it down like we'd never eaten before. Yeah. And it was well because we we went to bed at like seven in the morning and then woke up at 10 to like order all the food for breakfast. So it was just, yeah, just scarfing it down. That day after is like, oh man, it's all done. What a relief. Let's just like let loose and relax. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We talked about like your favorite details, but are there any moments from the wedding that you love that we haven't gotten to? I guess when my grandma uh, stood up during my speech, just because, you know, for her, she she actually went to school also in, in, in the UK, in London, uh, and she probably hadn't been back to London in the last 50 years or so. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, we should point out she's 90 years yeah, old. Yeah, she's 90 years old. You know, that's probably the last flight she's ever going to make. Yeah. Uh, and, and she flew in from Barbados to London, which is like a seven-hour flight, yeah. you know. And to do that when you're 90 is pretty remarkable. Yeah. It is. And she had a touch-and-go moment before the wedding where she was really, I think, really sore, like the day before. And we were like, all right, well, you just stay in the hotel, order room service, just sleep, rest up. And you'll be fine. Um, But it was just nice to see her enjoying it. And I think people were just really surprised because she stayed all the way to the end. Like she was there till midnight. And people were like, how is your 90-year-old grandmother here just still having a good time with people? And she was like, she wasn't going to miss a minute of it. So, um, you know, for me, that was something that was, was really special. Yeah. I think one thing that I you really notice when you're getting married that perhaps you don't notice so much in everyday life is when certain family members aren't there. So I don't have any grandparents. 
they died when I was a child and so I wasn't mm-hmm. super close to them. But I think seeing Alex's grandmother, you know, you really start to miss people that you never really realise you miss and think, oh, I wish, you know, so-and-so was here. And so it was really nice, I think, for your grandmother to get like a part of the wedding and to be able to stand up and wave and get that moment because it kind of felt like almost like we could share that, you know, yeah. with yeah. having grandparents there. So it was yeah. a really, it was a really lovely, lovely moment. Yeah. And then I guess another funny moment that was terrifying for for you was the chairlift. <gasps> I that saw pictures a, of that. <laughs> that was a peer pressured moment. That was yeah. Alex's high school friends, the last uh, couple to get married in your group. Yeah. Uh, they're Jewish. And mm-hmm. so now the, the, this group of Alex's friends are obsessed with doing the, the chairlift. <laughs> so we're obviously not Jewish. Yeah. Um, but it's like now we all have to do it. Yeah. Um, and it was terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, they were throwing <laughs> us around. And actually, I don't, you weren't, you weren't there, but there's a moment where after like a couple of, like, I don't know, 30 seconds of them doing it, my father runs over and like grabs the chair and is like, put her down, put mm-hmm. her oh down. <laughs> he does not care about Alex. They can throw Alex around as much as they want, <laughs> as long as I'm on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I mean, I don't regret anything of it. You know, I think when we spoke to your dad the next day, he didn't regret anything either. The only thing I would say that Mm -hmm. we didn't do was we didn't get a videographer. Ah, yes. Now, I was in two minds about getting a videographer. I'd had so much conflicting views. Like A lot of people said, you watch the the wedding video once. Like, it's completely pointless. Yeah. Um, And now, in hindsight, I wish... That we'd got it even if we only watched the video once I think yeah. to watch it because you forget so much of the day so yeah. I would say anyone listening to this who is on the fence get a videographer yeah and, and multiple photographers it was good that we had two because they provided different perspectives yes. right and, and Dom had uh, a woman who she's used for photo shoots in the past so she knew exactly how Dom likes to be shot and the way she likes the lighting and the angles. Mm-hmm. So she was with Dom the entire way from when Dom was getting ready all the way to the end of the ceremony. And I had um, a guy who was more kind of structured. He'd worked with her dad before, but he did me and all the groomsmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came to a site visit before. So he had planned out certain nice. like looks and shots that he wanted to do. Um, so seeing the wedding through two different lenses yeah. uh, was was brilliant I think when it came to looking back at all the albums they put together yeah and especially like even when you're just capturing moments of your guests throughout the night it's just like yes you can be in a lot of spots where you weren't there you know to experience but it's like oh like capturing these moments that you get to relive later and I think with the advent of social media another thing that's also been a really good way to capture the day it's just all the IG reposts mm-hmm. yeah and like back and see you because you're seeing your wedding from the perspective of all the guests so not just the photographers who are paid to be there but all these different guests and you're just like I didn't realize this happened and this happened yeah Uh, there's a lot of weddings now that we go to where they say no don't take please don't take pictures on your phone which I totally understand because it if the photographer phones can ruin for for the professional pictures or whatever Mm -hmm. but I would say for anyone who's getting married, I would I would think about allowing people to take the pictures because you have no idea. Those pictures that other people take can be really special, even if they mm-hmm. are just on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, 
or even disposable people took disposable pictures and they sent them to us and just those candids and different angles that people Mm -hmm. have uh crystallized moments that were special for them on your special day and it's really cool to then have that yes yeah well that's that's a good point too it's like the photographer's pictures are mostly like for you and not necessarily for your guests so it is nice that the guests can have something that you know they can remember the the day by the night by and also you don't get your photos right away so it is kind of nice when your guests are sending you these pictures because you're like ah i like want to share something oh best day of our life oh well best day well i say it's the best day of my life and she says when i Got down on one knee was the best day of her life. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think my the wedding was the most joyous day of my yes. life. Like the joy was immense, but the happiest day of my life was the day that he proposed. That's so, so sweet. Yeah, we have yeah. slightly different. Well, because for me, I was I was job interviewing at the time. I had to do I plan all the engagement stuff. So and it was being secretive with like a long range photographer. We had like a paparazzi right. shot like done from in the park yeah, in Central Park. So I was tense but i think um it was still very happy but i think the wedding topped it for me in terms of emotions so well i think alex for you especially like there were so many people that i talked to who were just like just so happy for you like i mentioned yacht week earlier my whole table i think was from yacht week and we're all like oh yeah we we all met alex like at this one weekend and like have stayed in touch for years and um i think it's really just this was like a recurring thing that kind of kept happening in the speech as people kept talking about it. It was just like, Alex is the glue. Alex is the glue. He he brings people together. Like he doesn't let you drift away or as a friend, you know? And I think that's like such an incredible trait to have. And um, I think you could really feel that as a guest at the wedding where like people were really just so happy for you both um, and just like really thought so highly of you both. That's so nice. Thank you for saying that. And I I did think when Gar, my best man, did his speech and then Dom did her speech and there were those similarities, I could see in Dom's face like, damn it, I should have went first. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it is is what it is. Um, It was just really nice to just be surrounded with so much love and people from everywhere you know we had people flying in my brother flew 36 hours from guam he's in the military he was stationed in guam at the time and he flew in for 36 hours only to be in the uk for you know maybe 50 hours it was just great it was worth it for him yeah do you guys have any final thoughts for the audience you know the wedding was such an incredible day and we are so Mm -hmm. lucky i think if i was to give one unpopular opinion Mm -hmm. i would say if you are paying for it yourself to really think about budgeting because yeah. it is incredible how out of control spending can get yeah. and you have to think about if it's if it's worth it you know i think for us i wouldn't take anything away from it but we were very privileged in that we didn't have to pay for it so yeah. I and I have to, and I do sometimes think of it from the perspective if we had to foot that bill, repay, the repayment on it would practically last a lifetime. So yeah. my advice, if I was taking it from a really serious point of view and a very kind of like Debbie Downer point of view, <laughs> is really think about budgeting and and how out of control costs can yeah. get because it is really scary and it's 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 such a magical day. You know, there's it's really the only one time in your life you're going to get everybody you love in one room. And that's really important, but it's also really important to be financially uh, safe and and to not go too over the top. We were nearly 100% over, so yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, like you said, it's, it's when you have all these people that, you know, that matter to you and all in the same room. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Not like whether you had the cake or flowers or whatever it is. It's just spending the time with them. Yeah. None of that matters. Like the things that we didn't have, Mm -hmm. you don't even notice. So I would try not to stress about the small things would probably be my bit, my last bit of advice. Yeah. Alex, anything? No, I think that, you know, I think, well, for me, what helped was to go on a run in the morning of the wedding by myself, just, just mm-hmm. to kind of reset, have a deep breath uh, and be ready for the day because it was going to be a long day. Yeah. I guess on the groom side, I know a lot of times, sometimes people go out the night before with like groomsmen and things like that. What I did, I went out and kept it early. I was back at the hotel by 10. I did yeah. a face mask. I was asleep because <laughs> you know, I wanted my skin to be looking good and I didn't yes. want to be hung over because I knew that it was going to be a long day drinking. So, you know, not Debbie Downer, but if you're going to go out with the boys the night before, yeah. have someone who's responsible just like say, all right, this is when the groom needs to leave mm-hmm. and hold on to that. So like when it came to the time, like they were like, all right, right, you're going in Uber, we're going out, we'll see you yeah. tomorrow. And yeah. they put me like in the car, got in the Uber, and I got <laughs> to bed. Like, so you know, I would say that's that's something that you should do if you don't want to look hungover on the day of the yeah. wedding. We are, sure. we are such adults, like <laughs> and no drinking. I mean, people yeah. are gonna be like, these are the most boring people. <laughs> I said early drinking. And then end with a face mask. Yeah that's the tip. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you for all those tips and sharing all the stories. Um, I think that was really fun to reminisce with you guys. Uh, Where can listeners find you? I am uh, that new dress on Instagram. And I'm Alexander Balgobin on Instagram. And you should mention your pre-love. Yes. And my pre-love business is at pre-love style HQ. Yes. Yes, and you have an app now too, right? Don't you? No, but I've been working on the website hugely. A website, that's what it was. Yeah, it's much, much bigger now. So you can also shop the website, which is www.prelovestyle.com. Yeah, and I really, really recommend people look at it. I've gotten a couple of things from Dom and from my mom, from myself, and they're all awesome. So anyways, I will also be posting some content from their wedding on the podcast Instagram at onbrandbrides. And listeners should comment your favorite part of our conversation. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you both. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This was great to just kind of reminisce again. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot of fun. It was. It definitely was. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.